This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Ventime with Connie podcast. I'm your host, Connie. Welcome, old listeners. Welcome back. Thank you so much for your continued support and welcome new listeners. And um, well, guys, while you guys are listening, make sure you check out my website, ventimewithconniepodcast.com so you can support the podcast by purchasing the merch products that we have and also you can donate if you please okay so guys make sure you do that and also please subscribe to me on apple podcast so my podcast will be on the map okay so uh, they will recommend people to listen to my podcast that's another way for us to grow okay guys so we are back again with a brand new episode of living single series so for if you are new to this this series touch base on topics pertaining to single life and ways single ladies and men can navigate life when choosing life partners in the future i hope to invite guests to share life experience and lessons if you are interested please make sure you email me if you want to be a guest on this series well in this episode as you can tell by the title is titled myths and um stereotypes so this episode will be diving into the nitty-gritty of some of the fallacies or even misconceptions associated with single women and um you might notice that I'm, I'm using the pronoun we and you're wondering why is she using we well i have a guest today i have a special guest today and um she'll be helping me dissect this topic and I'm talking about a former top 100 contributor on yahoo.com, self-help author who has been featured on television, talk shows, and in print publications, speaks to encourage at-risk youth, and has been a top writer on medium.com in love and feminism. I'm talking about the one and only Akemia Deadweiler. Hi, Akemia. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, so before we dive into the topic of today, I want to first um, ask you this question. You know, your most of the books you, you wrote about is about single women, mis- misconceptions about it, and dating. So why that interest? Like, was is there something mm-hmm. in your life that sparked that interest to write about dating as single women? Um, it was something in my life and also just witnessing the experiences of others. I think especially women, when we are single, we may be viewed a little bit differently and it can be disempowering empowering because we start to feel like we're supposed to not be single. We're supposed to be wives and mothers and we attach that to our sense of self. So it can affect our self-esteem and that started to bother me and I wanted to address that issue so that women would know that with or without a partner, you are a whole and innately valuable person. And it was really important to me to touch on that topic. Well, yeah, that's actually a sensitive topic and actually a, a well, a much needed conversation about this uh, surrounding single women because a lot of people think it's a stigma being single mm-hmm. and it's yeah. not. It shouldn't be. So I'm glad that your mm-hmm. your books are focusing on that because we need to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So you're an author of a critical acclaimed book, 
on dating and misconception about single women. So um, I believe that you are best fit for this topic that we are about to talk about, which okay. is myths and stereotypes associated with single women. So there's a book that also that you wrote. I don't know if this is recent or not. It's called Dis- Dispelling the Top 10 Myths of the Single Women. Tell us about that. Like, t- Give us a brief summary of that about that book. Uh, yes, the book is titled Single That, Dispelling the Top 10 Myths of the Single Woman. And I wrote it at the end of last year, so it is still fairly recent. Um, it's available on Amazon or anywhere you get your books online. But it basically takes these 10 myths that I found to be most prevalent just from my own experience, the experience of others, um, and watching what people say on, on social media and things like that as it pertains to single women. And nearly like you said, it's considered a stigma, which isn't true. And that's something that I wanted to change. And that's how it's addressed by others. It's treated as some kind of problem that needs to be fixed. And so with single that I took those 10 myths that I hear most often, and I just wanted to dispel each and every one of them and show exactly why they're myths. Okay. So um, can you at least give us at least the top five of them? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, well, one one of the most popular ones I would say are that a single woman is lonely, or she's desperate, or she's broken somehow. And the one about being broken kind of encompasses them all. Like you mentioned, is considered a stigma as though maybe there's something wrong with you. And there's a reason that you're single. So people go through these this thing of trying to figuring out what's wrong with you or what's broken within you that needs to be fixed. And mm-hmm. I, that's a myth because that's putting too much weight on our relationship status. So to say just because you're single or just because you've been single for a while that you're broken, I believe is defining a woman by her relationship status. Like you're not getting to know anything else about her, anything else about her accomplishments or her life or what she's doing or her other endeavors, just based solely on the fact that perhaps she's been single for a while, you decide that she's broken. And I just yes. think that's, yeah, I think that's factually inaccurate and unfair. And that's one of the, the main ones that I see. And one of the main ones that I thought it was important to address. Yes, I mean you are right because not everyone that is single is just hurt and um, <laughs> depressed or just out there getting angry for no reason. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, not happy. You know, there's some people that are actually yeah. single and happy yeah. with themselves. You know, and yeah. I'm glad you're talking about that because it's they need to people need to change their their perception about single mm-hmm. women. It's not mm-hmm. a bad thing. It's not, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think another mm-hmm. myth that uh, I want to talk about is also um, they think of single women as that, like you say, something is wrong with them. Like mm-hmm. it's probably their fault that that they are single or they are scaring mm-hmm. men away. You know, most mm-hmm. men that are coming to them, they're scaring them away. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's definitely one of the myths. And I mean, like you said, being single doesn't mean that you're just sad and depressed and, you know, women can live full lives. But again, I think because uh, we're so we're so keen to defining women by their relationship status, we attach those negative labels to being single because we believe that, you know, a woman can't be happy alone or that she shouldn't be happy. But as far as, you know, the thinking that you scare men away and things along those lines, like I said, once again, it's just a myth and it's just an assumption made because you want to, you look at a single woman and you want to try to figure out what's wrong with her 
and what is she doing to to scare men away yeah. when in actually yeah when in actuality you know maybe she just hasn't met the right partner or come across the right person and i i also think that's dangerous because then it kind of gives us this sense that we're supposed to adjust ourselves to fit what men want us to be yeah. and yeah and that's that's wholly inaccurate and it, it's detrimental to who you are as a as a a person not even just a woman but as a person you know you should feel comfortable being who you are and that's not to say that we all can't work on ourselves we all can you know use some personal development and a single woman is not any more broken than anyone else so to say that you know you're scared men and women we have to figure out why and something's wrong it makes you feel like you need to adjust who you are to who men want you to be and I think that's dangerous and also disempowering and can and can chew at your self-esteem. That's true. That's absolutely true. So with the top three, 10 that you mentioned in your book, which one actually bothers you the most? Um, I would say the one, the assumption that a single woman is lonely. Um, yes. I think, yeah, loneliness is a natural human condition. We might all feel lonely sometimes. But to just assume that because a woman is single that she's profoundly lonely and she's just sitting on the couch crying and watching love stories every <laughs> night, like yeah. that one bothers me. Yeah, that one bothers me the most because you don't have to have a partner to live a full life, That's you know, true. and you're not any more lonely than anyone else. So I would That's say true. that one probably bothers me the, the most. I know people who are women who are married and feel lonely, women yes. who are in relationships and feel lonely. You know, you lay next to a partner every night and feel lonely. So just the absence of a partner doesn't mean that you're automatically any more lonely than anyone yes. else you're right and to add to what you just said now um thinking that single women are happy you know when you're single mm -hmm. you're probably unhappy that is not true because sometimes i feel like in life even with this lonely thing getting married or having a a relationship with someone doesn't guarantee happiness you know especially mm -hmm. those lasting happiness it doesn't guarantee that because your husband mm -hmm. or your partner will piss you off one day you're not gonna be happy <laughs> with that person you know and sometimes yeah. your partner will travel and you are just home by yourself one day maybe two hours or three hours of course you might feel lonely that's something mm -hmm. that we cannot escape it happens mm -hmm. and sometimes you might feel unhappy it depends what mm -hmm. you you know what's making you unhappy you know and what you're doing about it to change that so mm -hmm. it's not just only single women are experiencing mm -hmm. this loneliness or being unhappy as sometimes also married women and people in a relationship do experience mm -hmm. that because we are all human and these things happens you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you said, we're all going to feel lonely. That's a natural human condition. A woman who is single isn't automatically more lonely than anyone else because, yes. and then it's true. And that's very dangerous to have the idea that a partner will automatically bring happiness and it will automatically, you know, take away your loneliness because then you're putting the burden on that person to make yes. you happy. Yeah, and that's unfair to them, and it, and it's dangerous to place that into someone else's hands. I think it's very important to learn how to, you know, how to be content alone and how to love yourself yes. and how to fulfill yourself so that you don't place that burden onto someone else and you don't attach your sense of happiness and your sense of well-being to another person. Because, like you said, when that person leaves, then what happens to your happiness? What yes. happens to your contentment? They take it with them. So you can't attach it to another person. And I love that you said that. 
yeah when you attach your happiness to someone this is what happened that's what you hear in the news people killing their husband or killing their mm-hmm. wife or doing all these crazy things mm-hmm. because they feel like they they have been taken away that happiness they feel like they don't have mm-hmm. anything else inside you know because everything yeah. re- revolves around their spouse mm-hmm. and you don't want that yeah yeah, or they harm them, or harm themselves yes. because you know they can't be with that person because you've attached your sense of worth and your happiness to that person, and without yes. them, you don't have it anymore. Yes, yeah, you are right. Um, another thing I want to ask is, how does this myth affect a woman's approach um, to dating and relationships? I think it can absolutely make you as a woman apprehensive because you don't want to come across as desperate or needy or lonely. So it makes you a little apprehensive because you don't want to come across that way. And then all the negative stereotypes that you know that can be attached to it can make you kind of second guess yourself. And that's unfortunate, but that's part of the reason that I wrote the book is so that women do feel empowered when they are single and you don't feel like something is wrong with you or you know, or you're self-conscious about yourself solely because you're single. I yes. want women to date from a place of confidence, you know? So when yes. you're single and you're dating, you can date from a place of confidence and then you, you're less likely to come across as perpetuating those ne- negative stereotypes that you want to avoid. That's true. I mean, and this also sometimes affects women that they're actually happy being single, mm-hmm. but based on what other people are, describing how single life should be or their single mm-hmm. life should be they started questioning themselves like you said i was like mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not even supposed to be happy you know right. this is actually a bad <laughs> thing i should be going out there looking for a guy that should be my whole <laughs> purpose in life like that's get up wake up in the morning that's your goal every day <laughs> yeah get up leave the house and go find a man, yeah, man like. <laughs> and bring him home yeah <laughs> which is crazy that's ridiculous that's it not is. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy that it'll make you feel like there's something wrong with you because you aren't as concerned about it as everyone else is, or you know, you are, you do still feel happy most of the time. You know, society can make you feel like there's something wrong with you that you shouldn't be happy. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, being single is should be a, a phase, a time for you to rediscover yourself you know strengthen your skills if you have any skills or any craft that you're working on use that mm-hmm. opportunity use that time to work on your craft you know try to mm-hmm. better yourself so you will be a whole so by the time you get married you won't be you won't be adding a burden to that guy or the woman you know mm-hmm. so you'll be a whole so you'll be two whole people joining together yeah. so that's what exactly. it should be yeah, exactly. And that's how I feel. And in that way, nobody is completely dependent on the other, oh, yeah. you know, yes. then you know that you're actually together because you want to be together. And it's not just codependency because you're both whole people with or without the other. Yes. Um, what can we do about the misconceptions and double standards? Because there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. You can try to talk to people who are receptive to it. I think the the place where you probably can address them the most is within your friends and family, people that care about you. Because sometimes people will, you know, pressure you to go out and get married or have children because they associate that with happiness yes. and they want you to be happy. So yes. if this, so if those people that care about you, if you let them know, like, hey, you know, I have a lot of other things going on besides, you know, besides my love life or besides who I'm dating. And I really appreciate it if you treated them like they were just as important. You know, if you 
started a business or bought a house or you're traveling or you know you have a podcast or you wrote a book you know you want you want the people that care about you to care about those things as well so I think you can try to talk to people um your close your close associates and just let them know that you know you, you you are more than a relationship status and tell them you'd appreciate it if they didn't put so much emphasis on that yeah as far as as far as society and you know outside people i think having conversations like this and and me writing the book and more people starting to talk about it can help change perceptions but overall i mean i think you have to just be comfortable and confident within yourself because you're not going to be able to change the way that everyone views being single. You're not going to be able to change the way that everyone views women. I think changes are happening and we're evolving as a society, but it's going to take time. You know, old traditions and old mindsets die hard. So I think it's most important to focus on building that confidence in yourself so that no matter how other people may view it or what they may have to say, you don't view yourself that way. Yes, that's the most important thing. You don't view yourself that way. Because in this world, I believe you can never please people. You just can't. Yeah. Because once you succumb to the pressure of getting in a relationship or getting married, the next step will be having kids. And then when you <laughs> yeah. have kids, they're going to question, well, you are having too many kids. Like, why is yeah. you have a baby every year? So you would never please them, you know? Yeah. So it's, you just yeah. got to do things that makes you happy and wait for your time because it's time for everything. Um, I want also talk about um, like because we have released all these misconceptions, how to go about it, which is having a conversation about it. For those that care about you, for those that don't care about you, please find a way <laughs> to just ignore that noise for some reason because it yeah. can always please everybody. But for those that this is actually there's some single women, this misconception is actually affecting them, is really bothering them. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, how can women without those negativity and embrace being single? basically being confident in themselves Mm -hmm. I think it starts with a conscious decision you know it may not be easy in the beginning if you have kind of been conditioned to connect having a partner with happiness and things along those lines but I think you have to really make a conscious effort to get to know yourself and enjoy spending time alone Mm -hmm. um so are single I think you have to make yourself get out and do things you know even if it's alone and the more you do it the more comfortable you will be doing things on your own because when you sit there and you surrender to the idea of like oh woe is me I don't have anybody and you just sit on the couch and feel sorry for yourself all day you'll never leave that space if you surrender to that then you will embody all of those negative stereotypes and you'll feel like they apply to you you'll feel like there's something wrong with you and you're lonely and now you're desperate and and all of those things will actually work against you in finding and building a healthy relationship because as you said you need to be a whole person when you enter that relationship so I say consciously focus on yourself like for me if I when I would go out of town and when I when I'm single if I go out of town for a seminar or workshop or something like that I always go sightseeing alone and you know visit museums and do things that I want to do alone and I enjoy it it's actually very liberating you can do whatever you want to do you can stay as long as you want to stay you don't have to worry about anyone else being ready to go or not wanting to do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I think the more that you focus on yourself um, you learn more about yourself and then you naturally learn to love yourself and then you can communicate that to a partner but more importantly you feel like a whole person and you feel a sense of contentment 
because you're filling yourself with things that bring you joy. So that would be my number one thing is just consciously focus on doing things that you like to do, whether or not you have someone to do them with. And the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll be with it. Yes, you're right. And to add to that, I would say, um, you probably already mentioned this, but um, try to date yourself. You know, there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. When I was single, I take myself on a date. Like if I see a restaurant that I really like, I'm not going to keep waiting for someone to right. date someone for me to go to that restaurant. I usually have, I have friends like, girlfriends i have friends i will go with them but if they are busy nobody's around me i will mm-hmm. actually make an appointment and go there make a reservation mm-hmm. and go there and eat I actually enjoyed mm-hmm. it people were looking at me weird of course but i didn't <laughs> care because i really loved yeah. the food i just enjoyed it just that was a very good time i enjoyed mm-hmm. that now that i have a husband i go out with him we explore a restaurant but i can even take him to those restaurants that i've been to i was like oh i remember when i was single i was in this restaurant let's go to that <laughs> restaurant you know i like doing that yeah. sometimes people feel like they feel embarrassed doing it but they mm-hmm. really want to do it but they care so much about what people think yeah just yeah yeah and yeah, and just do you like that's the thing right there, caring too much about what other people think. And I I'll acknowledge that it can be a little awkward and uncomfortable yes, when you yes. first when you first start doing it. But the more that you do it, the more comfortable you'll get with it. And then yes. you won't you won't care. You won't be thinking about those other people. You'll sit there and read a book or watch TV or whatever. You know, you'll you won't care about the other people and what they may be thinking. Yeah, and I'm sure they have section for single person, like someone that came alone. You can go to that section if you feel like people are looking at you weird. Maybe you should sit in a section where people that came alone, so you won't be the yeah, odd one out. Yeah, private. Yeah, where it's yeah. more private, or even like if you go to a movie, maybe you want to go early in the day to a matinee where there's less people and there's yes. there's likely to be more people who are there alone, and then that next naturally will make you feel less alone. But you have to figure it out because like you said, you can't just keep waiting for a partner to do the things that you want to do. You can't wait for anything or anyone actually because you never, life is to be lived and you have to live this life. You can't spend your life waiting for someone else to do the things that you want to do and to enjoy your life. You have to do it now. You know, you have to live in the present. Yes. And you also have to count your blessing. You know, if you're just focusing on, I haven't found a partner, I haven't found someone that loves me and I love them. Focus on other things God have done for you. Mm-hmm. You you are still alive. You are succeeding because mm-hmm. most people probably succeeding in their business or whatever they're venturing and you just graduated, maybe just got a PhD or a master's. Focus on those good things in your mm-hmm. life and thank God for that. Because once you are appreciative, then good other things will be coming to you. But if you are mm-hmm. always discredit what God is doing to you in your life and you're always looking after, after mm-hmm. what's next, what's next, what's next, you will never mm-hmm. enjoy the present. You just have to learn to enjoy the present. Count your yes. blessings. Yes, exactly. And you have to focus on, like you said, there's other important things that you do. If all you're caring about is your relationship status and having a partner, then you're placing the entire... You're, you're placing the entire value of your existence on whether or not you have a, a partner. You're yeah. placing too much emphasis on that. Like if you've achieved other things, like you said, you graduated uh, school and things like that. Like those things are important as well. Like don't rob yourself of those other things that are important in your life and that are valuable about you and placing all of your emphasis on finding a partner. Yes. 
Yeah, well, we have come to the end of this topic. And um, I always do this with my guests. I like to play okay. a game because I want us to just relax and play a game. So today's game would be Two Truths and a Lie. That's like my go-to um, game to play because it's very easy, short, and simple. So this is how this game goes. You tell me three things about yourself. Out of those three things, two of them is is the truth and one of them is a lie so you tell me the three things and i'll guess which one is a true which one is truth and which one is a lie okay um let's see three things i played basketball in college um i can sing and i had a movie role once with whitney houston what oh wow that's huge okay um (laughs) I would say, you said basketball, I think you probably play basketball, and mm-hmm. you can sing, I think so, but the one with the movie role with Whitney Houston, that's a once-a-lifetime thing, I don't know if that, that one is actually true. <laughs> okay, yeah, you got it, <laughs> maybe, I went, maybe I went too big on that one, <laughs> yeah, that would be my dream, but, I know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you're right, that was the one that, that's just wishful thinking. <laughs> so you can sing? I can, yeah, I can sing a little bit. I grew up singing. I never pursued it or anything like that, but I, I grew up singing. Okay, so can you give us a little snippet? You know, you <laughs> I try can't, it. I can't. <laughs> Please don't put me on the spot like this. <laughs> Please just try, even if it's like the national anthem or something, something sweet and short, so we can, you know, yeah, a snippet of it. <laughs> You're really putting me on the spot. Uh, he said the national anthem. And no, no, it don't have to be national anthem because that one, yeah, it requires be you know shouting and all those things. No, something very short. Any song from your childhood that you can remember, you know. <laughs> let me see. Um, <laughs> let me see. Oh, say can you see? Okay, that's enough. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Thank you so much. <laughs> I can't believe I actually made you sing. Who was the last time I you ever I can't believe sang? it either. <laughs> I can't believe it either. When was the last time that you actually tried singing? Uh, in front of people? I don't even remember. Like, oh, I sing okay. all the time, like, by myself. Or oh, okay. In the, car, uh, in the shower. In the shower. In oh, people? yeah, we all do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you were able to actually, you were, you were a good sport, okay? Thank you so much <laughs> for trying. Because you, ha- you actually do have a beautiful voice. If you could have <laughs> sing a little bit longer, I'm sure we can hear that you hit the tone. How you say that, but... <laughs> Well, thank you. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Uh, before I let you go, what's next for you? Like, do you have any upcoming books or something? Or any mm-hmm. event? Uh, I'm getting, I'm getting more into speaking um, in events. As far as books, I'm just really focused on single that, dispelling the top ten myths of a single woman. Okay. And so I'm really just focused on pushing that and getting the word out about that because I feel like it's such an important topic. But you can always connect with me at Akamia LD. That's A C A M E A L D on social media. My website is akamiadeadwiler.com and you can get single that on Amazon, Barnes and Noble or anywhere else you buy your books online. Okay, guys, you heard her. Make sure you go check her out and please do help her out, support her by purchasing the book. So so you can help the sister out so we can all grow and um, try to survive in this chaos world that we are in. 
But um, thank you so much, um, Akemia, for joining me today. And I did have fun. I did have fun recording with you. And I hope you actually did have fun too. I did. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.